Well, who are the people on your encouragement team? You know, the people that you go to when you're having a bad day and need a little cheering up, or maybe you're facing a frustration and you need somebody to help you kind of think through what you're doing. And there are those people in life that you have, though, that, that hopefully surround you that are there when you need them because there are times when we need encouragement. Now, if you have an encouragement team, whether official or unofficial, my guess is that one of the people on your encouragement team is mom. She was on mine. Mom was my biggest cheerleader. She was the one who could look at this scrawny little kid with hair going everywhere who wandered around in a daze not having any clue what was happening. And she could look at that kid and say, I see something there. That's because she's a mom, obviously. But mom was my biggest cheerleader because she believed in me and she encouraged me. And we all need encouragement, don't we? We all need people in our lives who will stand up and give us that encouragement too. And we need moms especially to offset kind of dads in the picture. Because I remember my dad, I'd be playing something, get hurt, and he'd be off in the corner going, get up, you're not hurt. And mom would be the one rushing out there with a band-aid and with a hug and to whisper in your ear, say, you're going to be just fine, just get up and keep going. And generally, moms are great at encouragement, and moms like have, they're the all-stars on the encouragement team. The question I have this morning is this, though, who's on mom's encouragement team? It seems like mom's always the one who's having to give the encouragement, and sometimes I think it's moms who need the encouragement, because being a mom can be pretty tough sometimes. And moms, I think, can use some encouragement and probably don't get as much as they really, really need. And so this morning, before we go any further, just from me to you, mom, let me give you some encouragement. Just a few thoughts that come from me, and I've never been a mom. I've lived with one, and I have been a parent. But here's just a few things. Hopefully, there may be some encouragement to you. First of all, you don't have to be perfect to be a good parent. You have to be perfect to be a good mom. In fact, there is no such thing. There has never been a perfect mom from the creation of the world up until this point. And sometimes we look at the other people on Facebook who are just nailing it, and we're not at all. Well, first of all, what they're posting on Facebook is kind of a big lie. But secondly, you know what? You're okay, and you're doing a good job. And if you're loving your kids, and you're trying to train your kids, and you're pointing your kids to Jesus, hey, you're doing an awesome job. And you know what? Let me give you some more encouragement. Your kids are probably going to be okay. I, I know every parent worries about, you know, because your parents messed you up so bad, you expect that you're probably going to be messing up your kids too. Well, hey, Mom, it's okay. They don't need you to be perfect. In fact, if you're too perfect, that just kind of creates expectations that are hard for your kids. I think it's better sometimes if Mom's just like, you know what, I just blew that, and you can be honest with your kids and humble and sometimes it's even having that apology where the kids say, I'm so sorry. I, I'm broken too, and, and I just messed that up. And you know what? We can teach our kids a lot just in our own humility, in our own brokenness, because your kids, they know you're not perfect. They don't need you to be perfect. They just need you to be real. And if you can be real, that makes you an awesome mom. And here's some more encouragement. That, that kid that you got, he came pre-programmed. Did you realize that? Now, you have some responsibilities to try to deprogram him and, and, and reprogram him. But, you know, every kid's different. And, you know, maybe you had some dreams for what your kid was going to be, and, and it hasn't turned out that way. How about this? Your kid has turned out to be 
and, and it's the kid that, that God created and that God's given to you, and you have an incredible, incredible child that you have been gifted with. And you know, let me just say this too, um, all those bad traits that they have, you know, that you're like, oh gosh, how could I have given them those bad traits? Well, first of all, they didn't come from you, they came from dad. So let's just be clear about that to start with. But you know what, they got all kinds of good things from you too. And honestly, and sometimes we, we look at that and go, oh, wow, I wish they weren't or whatever. Let's celebrate your kids and, and all the great gifts that you've given them, even your gifts to yourself. And let me encourage you with this too. You're not in it alone. You've got Jesus. And Jesus loves your kids more than you do. Isn't that nice to know? And it's kind of hard to get your head around though, isn't it? Because you know how much you love that child. But he loves them more. So I would just say this, pray for them and pray with them and point them to Jesus and just lean really hard into him for his grace because if any of our kids do well, it's because of the grace of God and we know that anyhow. But then finally, I'd say this in encouragement here to you this morning. Moms, you've got the greatest job in the world. Maybe the hardest job in the world. But wow, what a gift that God gave you to give you this responsibility. And so... I applaud you, and I cheer for you this morning. And I want to say just keep on keeping on. And when you have those days where you're like, I'm just really bad at this, okay, just like set that aside and say, you know what? God's given me such a great gift here. And I'm doing the best I can. And you know what? That's going to be good enough. And it is. With God's grace and God's help. And so I want you to be encouraged. And if you came this morning, Mom, if you don't hear anything else, please be encouraged. Here's the deal. It's not just moms that came in this morning that need to be encouraged. Probably there's some dads that came in and some grandparents and maybe some kids even came into the room this morning and you need encouragement too because life's not going as easy as you'd like it to go. And you're dealing with some hard things and you're dealing with some frustrations and you're dealing with some disappointments and you're discouraged this morning. And you've come in here on Mother's Day not because it's Mother's Day. It's just because you need to hear something that's encouraging to you in your life. We're all there. We all need encouragers, and we all need encouragement. So I'm here to encourage you, Mom, but I'm here to encourage all of us today. And so if you don't land in the Mom category, that's okay, because I think you probably still need some encouragement. So I want to be on your encouragement team. But you know what? There's somebody else on your encouragement team who's way better at encouragement than I am. His name's the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus called him the encourager. And he wants to bring encouragement to all of us this morning in this room. And so that's what we're going to dive into. We're going to look at the Holy Spirit again in his role as the encourager. And hopefully all of us can be encouraged in our lives. Well, I want to start with a verse, a couple of verses that we looked at a couple of weeks ago where Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit. It was after the Last Supper, before the crucifixion, and Jesus is meeting with his disciples, and he is just kind of giving them some final information. Here's some stuff that you should know. And one of the big things that he told them, he says, I'm going to go to heaven, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit in my place. And he's going to do even more than what I was able to do here uh, in my ministry. And so he sends the, the Holy Spirit. 
And this is what he says here in John 14, verses 16 and 17. He says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, you might read in your Bible. He might give you, or it might say helper. If you use the King James, it might say comforter. If you use the ESV, it says helper. The, the old 1984 version of the NIV says, it says counselor. But he will give you another, and the Greek word there is paraclete. And helper is a great translation of that. But, God, but Jesus said, I'm going to give you somebody here. He's going to come when I leave. And his primary role is to assist you to make your life better. He goes on there in verse number 17 and describes him, even as the spirit of truth, who the world can't receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he dwells with you and he will be in you. And so he gives us this helper and he uses that word paraclete, but it's not the only place where it shows up in scripture. And so I want to take you to another verse in the book of Acts. And it's Acts chapter 9, verse number 31. And it's talking about the church, and the church has just gone through a rough time because there's been a lot of persecution. And with the persecution, uh, the church has been scattered and people have run basically for their lives. And finally, things settle down a little bit. And this is what it says. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers, and it's that same root word in Greek, paraclete, this time translated encourager. And so the big point is the fact that the Holy Spirit is the encourager. And if you need somebody on your encouragement team to encourage you, you can't have anybody better than the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible talks about him as being an encourager, but there's not really one big place in Scripture where it says, and he does this to encourage you, and he does this to encourage you, and he does this to encourage you, and he does this to encourage you. So when we start looking at this, the big point is that he encourages you. But then if we start looking around Scripture, we find several different instances where it tells us how he actually encourages us. And so this is what I'd like to do this morning. Is I'd like to just share seven ways that the Holy Spirit wants to bring encouragement into your life. Because most of us probably need it this morning. And I hope that one of those ways you can say, oh yes, this is it. This is where I need some encouragement. Or maybe this is what I need to hear. The first thing is this. He encourages us by his ever-presence. And if we go back to those first verses that we just read, look at this again. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, encourager, to be with you forever. Like once he comes, he doesn't ever leave. In fact, it just goes on from now until eternity, and he comes to be with us, and he gives us his presence. And for any of us who's been discouraged, there's been that person in life who sometimes just says, hey, you know what, let me just sit here with you. Or the person who realizes you're discouraged and calls on the phone and says, hey, let me just come over right now. And we get that sense and we know how important it is just to have somebody's presence. Yesterday was graduation day in our house. We had two different graduates. Um, Luke graduated from Cornerstone University with his undergrad degree. And then Lindsay is kind of halfway through her grad program, but she finished her master's 
portion of that yesterday. So we went to one in person that was inside, and the one that was outside we didn't go to, and I was really glad that we didn't because it looked really cold. But we did see the live stream. But I was thinking back there to Luke when he was just a little kid. You know, if you're a mom, you've had this experience, or a dad, when you're sleeping at night and you roll over and you open your eyes and there's this face, like right there, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> kid, you know, that's kind of creepy, right? And it's your kids had a bad dream and they're like, they need some comfort and they show up there. Luke was different. Luke never ever woke us up. I just wake up in the morning and realize there's an extra body in the bed. But he didn't need me to be awake. He just needed me to be there. And that's the Holy Spirit in our lives sometimes. He doesn't make a lot of noise. And he doesn't necessarily announce that he's there. But he's there with his presence. You know, I do a lot of funerals and have done a lot of funerals. And I'll meet with the family beforehand. and I say, hey, just tell me about this person. Because we want to remember this person and some good memories. And, and what do you remember? And a lot of times they'll just say, well, the thing I remember most is they were just always there. And you know, what a great tribute to a person, isn't it? That person who's just always there. Well, if you've trusted Jesus Christ in your life, he gives you this gift of eternal life, and he gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just there always. So whatever it is that you're going through right now, you are not going through it alone that encouraging? I, I don't care how hard it is, how, how much it's pushing on you, how much it's demanding of you, and maybe even how abandoned and lonely that you feel. You're not alone. He is there with you. He is the helper. He's the encourager. And he just says, I am here. So whatever in your story this morning, listen to him tell you that. He is present in this moment, in this place. Secondly, he encourages us by speaking truth into our stories. That second verse that we just looked at there in, in John chapter 14, verse number 17, even the spirit of truth. That's his name, the spirit of truth. Now, when I get discouraged, I get discouraged because not so much what happened to me, although sometimes that's the case, but a lot of times I get discouraged because of the dialogue and the commentary that came along with it. So maybe I messed up and somebody is pointing that out to me and, and serving as the voice of discouragement in my life. Like, why did you do that? Or what were you thinking? Or that was dumb or whatever. And I hear that. A lot of times it's not those people that I hear so much. It's me that I hear. And I'm the one saying things that I really probably shouldn't be saying. Like, oh gosh, you're just... You messed that up again. You're never going to get that right. Like, if, ever, if anybody ever really knew who you were, they'd be so impressed. Or, I'm just a failure, and I'm probably just going to be a failure for, for the rest of whatever. And we start to say those things to us. And if we're a little bit discouraged, those voices, whether from other people, whether from ourselves, those voices just lower that level, don't they? And the Holy Spirit comes and says, let me speak some truth into your story. And truth would be what, you know what, God knows where you are right now. 
And God knows what you're going through. In fact, I'm here with you, and that's truth too. And truth would be like, you know what, there's forgiveness. And, and truth would be as God redeems stories. And truth is that, that there can be restoration. And truth is that this story isn't over yet. And truth is that, you know what, you can get on top of this. And truth is that you can do fine, and you can go from here, and you don't have to be defined by this. And you can be encouraged. And the Holy Spirit comes, and he speaks truth into our lives. And a lot of times he brings that truth into our lives through his word, which is the primary way that he speaks. And we can pick that up and we can read that. And that truth speaks to us and it encourages us. And we have his encouragement in that way. Thirdly, he encourages us by bringing peace into our chaos. He brings peace when peace is the last thing that we might expect. Look at these verses here. Later on in that chapter in John 14, verse number 26. But the advocate, the helper, the encourager, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will remind you of everything that I have said to you. So he's being sent, and check this out, in peace I'm going to leave with you. My peace I'll give to you. Jesus is saying I'm going to leave you, give you peace, and who's bringing it? The Holy Spirit's bringing it, and he brings peace into your story. Sometimes we need that, don't we? We just need to sense and to feel like it's going to be okay because everything's going crazy around us and we're rattled and we're scared and we're panicked and we need somebody just to calm us down a little bit. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. And I don't think he always shows up, you know, making a lot of noise, knocking on our door. I think sometimes it's just in that moment when things have gotten crazy and out of control, he's there to help us. I often think about this. I have um, mentioned many times, but uh, we lost uh, our daughter, Lauren, shortly after birth, and Lindsay's twin. And it was a horribly traumatic time in our lives. And um, I, it was, you know, just look back on it, it's like, wow. But the weird thing to me about the whole situation is, is sometimes it's worse for me looking back than it was when I was going through it. And I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. Other than the fact that the Holy Spirit says, hey, I'm an encourager. And you know what I do? I bring peace. And so in that moment, even, even as we're dealing with that incredible loss, the Holy Spirit is like, I, I still got you. You're still going to be okay. I haven't lost track of you. I know what's going on right now. And there's that peace that comes into our story. And if he's God and he is, then we don't need to fear. And he just envelops us and insulates us and surrounds us sometimes. And where all this stuff is just bouncing off around us, but it's not affecting us in the inside. That's the encouragement that he brings. Well, he brings encouragement in some other ways here too. Fourth thing, he encourages us by pouring out his love on us. And we're look at some verses here in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 5, verse number 5 says this, says this, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. And I don't think there's any words of comfort that are any stronger than simply these words. I love you. You know, you've had that bad day, and, and you came home, and, 
And it was a partner who said, yeah, you've had a bad day, but guess what? I love you. And you remember that as a kid when you just totally blew it, you're in big trouble and grounded for life, and still the words came, but I love you. And sometimes we really do mess it up ourselves, and sometimes we're frustrated with what's going on, whatever it is, and we just need to hear that I love you, and the Holy Spirit comes as God in our hearts and says, I love you, and to everybody sitting here this morning, that's the message from God. I love you. You know, I love the, the, the um, word picture that's drawn here, this his love that's been poured out. And I picture it like you watch the, 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 the big game at the end of the game, the football game, when it's obvious the, team, the team's going to win and the coach is standing there and some player goes off and he grabs the Gatorade and he comes running up behind the couch and he dumps it over the coach's head. And that's the picture I get from this verse, that God comes up and it's not cold Gatorade, but God calls up with his love and just dumps it out on us and says, is that enough? Because there's more, because it never runs out. And it's unconditional. And the Holy Spirit shows up in your story this morning to simply say this, you are loved. Always. Forever. That's never going to change. Well, he offers another idea here as far as encouragement. He encourages us by giving us hope in the face of our hopelessness. In Romans chapter 15, verse number 13, it says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And really, when we're discouraged, I think as much as anything, we need hope. Because when I'm discouraged, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to, to, to turn in the mom card, whatever it is. And I'm like, I'm done with this. And the Holy Spirit comes into our stories and says, hey, this isn't over yet. There's still hope here. This can still be redeemed. This can still be restored. This can still, there's all kinds of good that can come from this. And you know what? Let's just start thinking in that direction. And he brings hope into our stories. What an amazing gift, the Holy Spirit. You know, we don't often pray addressing the Holy Spirit. We pray to God the Father, we pray to Jesus a lot. But, but the Holy Spirit is every bit as much God as God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, completely equal with them. And I wonder if sometimes maybe we just ought to pray in that direction more often, where we say something like, Holy Spirit, please give me hope right now. Or Holy Spirit, I've got so much anxiety. Would you just give me your peace? Or, or Holy Spirit, I feel so alone right now. Please remind me of your presence because that's who the Holy Spirit is and that's what he does and he wants to do it. Let's check out that word in this verse, that you may overflow with hope. There, there's no skimping with the Holy Spirit. He's generous beyond generous. Well, there's more. The Holy Spirit encourages us by reminding us that we are God's children. These are some great verses in Romans chapter 8, verse number 15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves. No, so that you live in fear. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your, check out that next word, adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, or Papa, or Daddy. 
This is the most endearing, affectionate term that you would address to your father. And the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now we celebrate Mother's Day today. But you know, most of us have children that were, you know, born naturally. But some of you, maybe even in this room, your children were adopted. And that's even cooler, I think. Because, you know, when you give natural birth, just you get kind of whatever you get. And God blesses you in that way. But adoption, you go picking. And that's what God does. And with his spirit, he goes and he finds you and he points at you and he points at you and he points at you and says, I want you and I want you and I want you and I want you. Please come become part of my family as a child. That's pretty cool, isn't it? And the Holy Spirit shows up to remind us that we have been chosen as his children. Mom, I know you love your kids. I'm a dad, I love my kids. And yet, we don't love our kids to the extent that God loves our kids. Ever thought about that? But as much as you love your kids, God loves you so much more than that. And his love is that big and that generous and that compassionate. And so if we're going to build an encouragement team, you'd probably want somebody on your team who, who is, is good at calming you down. So you want that person who brings peace and and you probably want somebody on your team who's good at, at speaking truth and, and giving you perspective. And, and you probably want somebody on your team who's the person who's just going to be there no matter what. And you definitely want that person that's going to be on your team that's, that's going to love you. And you want that person who's going to be positive and give you hope. And you want, well, mom too, right? Well, the Holy Spirit comes, and in this role as parent, but the Holy Spirit comes and says, I can be all those things. I am your encouragement team. Well, there's one more thing here before we conclude this morning I want to look at. He encourages us by putting encouragers into our lives. He encourages us by putting encouragers into our lives. And this is the way, one of the ways that the Holy Spirit picks to give us encouragement. So let's look at these verses in Romans chapter 12. You have to think here just for a second this morning. Romans chapter 12, verse number 6, we have different gifts. And these gifts are what we call spiritual gifts. And we call them spiritual gifts because they are given by the Spirit. And he gives these gifts to us to make our lives better. And he gives our gifts to us to make the lives of people around us better. And so the Holy Spirit shows up and says, I'm concerned about my people, so I'm going to make sure that Others of my people have these gifts to share. So let's read through this list here. He said, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according, uh, in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, well, then teach and check out this next one. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. The Holy Spirit helps by bringing encouragers into our life, and those are the people that he has given this gift of encouragement to. And honestly, some people are better at encouraging than others, but don't miss the big point here. 
The point is that the Holy Spirit knows that you need encouragement, so he brings somebody into your life to give you that encouragement. But here's the plot twist this morning. Because if you're thinking, well, who is that person that's coming into my life to encourage me? That's your encouragement team. You can probably come up with that person. But the idea, though, is not just to have your own encouragement team. It's to be part of somebody else's encouragement team. And so sometimes we need the encouragement. That's God working in us. But sometimes we need to give encouragement, and that's God working through us. And that's one of our values here at Waterford is that God works in us. He encourages us, and he works through us. He lets us be encouragers to the people who are around us. And if we live encouraged by the Holy Spirit, and if we try to walk in accordance with the Holy Spirit, we talked about that last week, one of the things that we should be doing is looking for every opportunity that we can to encourage people around us. Oh, we crossed the threshold a little bit yesterday where our our youngest is now a college graduate, and that's kind of hard for me to get my head around that somebody that's 35 years old could have kids that are that old themselves. But as you're sitting there at commencement, there's such mixed emotions because I'm like, we're losing a stage of life, and I'm cheering on my kids going on to the next stage of life, but but all these different memories flood back, and, and I have memories of kids all stages, but memories in high school, and and I was thinking back to high school, my kids ran track, and it wasn't like they were the greatest athletes, they just thought it was fun, and so they went out there and ran track, and they ran, uh, their school was part of a conference, and they'd have these different track meets, and different track meets, different schools from the conference would show up, and I always loved it when they ran in a track meet, and, and University League at school showed up, because I loved their track coach. She was a young gal, probably... 29, so, you know, six, seven years younger than I am. Um, And thank you for the encouragement. But she was the most positive person that that I've ever been around. And these kids would run track, and she would just be cheering them on so passionately. You can do this. You got more in you. You're doing great. You're doing awesome. And she would literally run around the infield of the track chasing these kids with their encouragement. And I was like, man, I wish I was on her team. In fact, I was like, I just like to go out there and run, and I just like to come around the third turn just to hear her saying, you could do it. You could do it. But that's the opportunity that we have to be encouragers, to be on the third turn. When the person is worn out and weary and frustrated and and upset with themselves, and they need somebody desperately to say, keep running, you can do it, keep going, you've got it in you, and you've got a God to help you. Well, we talked about this word in the Greek language as being paraclete that can be translated encourager. But if we take that word encouragement, and where does that come from even in the English language and, and kind of the word study in that? It's actually from the French. In that N part of the word means in. Imagine that. It means encourage. But the idea, and encourage is the second part of that word. And we know what that means. But the idea is to put courage into someone. That's what encouragement is. Or we could say it this way. It's to help someone be brave. 
And the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. He says, here, let me help you be brave. Let me help you get back up when you fall. Here, let me help you when you're facing a really tough test. A tough test. Here, let me help you when you're exhausted and you can't go. Any- Here, let me help you be brave in these situations. And he comes to us and he offers that encouragement. But then he also encourages us to be that encourager. To be the one who helps somebody else be brave. And so this morning, we come and we celebrate mom. And we want to say, hey, who's on mom's encouragement team? Because she might need some encouragement. But you know who the greatest encourager is? It's the Holy Spirit who says, hey, I want to help you. I want to be that one in your life who's there always. I want to be the one who loves you no matter what. I'm going to be the one who gives you peace when everything else is crazy. I want to give you hope in, in the hardest situation. I want to be the one to remind you that you have been picked and that you are a child of God. So whether it's a mom this morning or a dad or anybody else in this room that needs encouragement, be encouraged. That's what the Holy Spirit does because that's who he is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of your gifts to us. We thank you that you've sent your Holy Spirit to live inside of us, to encourage us, and to help us. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray this morning for the person in this room who's discouraged, who's beating themselves up, who's frustrated, who doesn't know where to turn next. I pray that you would come as the encourager and whatever facet that means if you give them if they need peace god i pray that you give them peace incredible ways if they need hope holy spirit please give them hope help them to be aware of your presence your love if you've never trusted christ your eyes are closed just reflecting here for a moment when you accept jesus christ he gives us the gift of eternal life and we talk about that a lot But we also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit who comes to live inside us. And one of the things he does is he brings us encouragement. So if you've never trusted Christ, that's the pathway. That's the person where we can have this incredible encouragement 24-7. You've never invited Christ in your life, I'd invite you to do that this morning. If you have questions about that, I'd love to talk to you about that after the service. Just find me, I'll be at the front door. If you are a Jesus follower, maybe this morning you just needed to be encouraged. Maybe you can just pick one of those ways and say, yeah, that's where I need encouragement. And Maybe you just need to breathe that prayer, Holy Spirit, encourage me right now in that way. Then I'd also like to challenge you this morning with the idea that there may be a person in front of you or behind you or beside you or lives next door to you or works with you or goes to school with you who's in desperate need of encouragement. And the Holy Spirit wants to give them encouragement too, but he wants to do it through you. Through a kind word, through a simple gesture, through just being there, I don't know. 
Would you make that commitment to be not just God working in you, but God working through you? And so, Holy Spirit, we do commit ourselves to you. We ask for your encouragement, but then we ask for your grace to be encouragers too. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm so glad that you're here. For all the moms, gosh, you're awesome. Um, appreciate all that you do. And I hope that you leave here encouraged this morning. And congratulations for winning our contest at the, at the beginning. So for all the moms, for all the ladies here, whether you're mom or not, um, Pastor Mark is out there serving up cookies for you. Enjoy them on the way out. And I hope that you have an absolutely blessed Mother's Day. And please come back next Sunday as we celebrate our graduates as well. You're dismissed.